are backstage with the Soundcheck, and I'm your host, Haley Pearl, the world's rock and roll girl. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Backstage with the Soundcheck. As always, I'm your host, Haley Pearl, and I'm here to bring you some new bands with some new music updates. With me today, I have two brothers who formed a band together, and they're here to talk to me all about their debut EP, Destined for Destruction. My name is Brett Ash. I'm Tristan Ash. We are Executionists, and we are backstage with the sound chick. some very crazy times right now with this whole quarantine business, the pandemic and whatnot. And I know you guys are doing schooling as well. So how are you guys doing? I mean, it's, it's, it, it could be going a whole lot worse, but it definitely could be doing a whole lot better. See, I'm, I'm a senior in high school and I'm starting college this fall. So it's made that whole process a little bit, it, it's made it a whole lot harder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, meeting with colleges and communicating like that, you know, they don't offer one-on-one visits a whole lot anymore so it's a lot of emailing it's a lot of zooming it's it's not it's not how I would prefer it (laughs) right right well that's interesting that you say that you're in high school then what was that defining moment to realize that you wanted to start a band together during you know finishing out your schooling experience I've I've only been playing guitar about Five years. five years or so, maybe four years. Four years. Uh, not, even, not even four yet. <laughs> maybe it's five. I don't know. We're going on five. Okay. And uh, he started playing drums about three years ago. Yeah, I got it on my birthday like uh, three years ago, and I did not touch it until October. <laughs> and uh, it was, I don't know what happened. I guess we just, I think what really struck it for us is whenever we first learn how to play uh, something together. I'm not sure what it was. If I remember right, the first thing we ever played fully together was uh, the intro to Am I Evil by Diamond Head. It was um, actually uh, in this very room that we, yeah. This is where we started out in this room. We, we since moved yeah. next door, but this is where it all started, I guess. That's awesome. That's awesome, guys. So. Well, the fact that you guys are working as brothers here, do you guys have plans on adding new members or are you looking to just stay a two-piece for now? See, we, we, we stayed a two-piece because we wanted to get our music out as soon as possible and we thought it would be a lot easier to halt the search for new members because obviously, like, bass is my favorite instrument to play, but I, I can play it. Right. <laughs> um, and... Uh, me being the vocalist actually wasn't the initial plan, but we, we are based in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So uh, there, there isn't a whole lot of uh, attraction for any sort of metal here in this state. So yeah, it's, uh, some sort of attraction to metal. They don't really have our music taste. Yeah. And uh, we can't find uh, people who have a similar music taste, who also have the same uh, goals. Rather for the EP at least, we wanted to, we wanted to keep it between us because we knew what each other's intentions were with this band. So we didn't want to uh, add anybody else that would alter the way we think about everything. But we are looking at right now adding a bass player and and potentially another guitar player. But that's more so for the uh, 
the potential for playing live and less so writing and uh, recording. So. Right, right, absolutely. So what is it like during the creative writing and producing process for you guys? How, how do songs come together for you guys? Well, it, I don't even know. Well, what, what it usually is, is I will be in my room with my guitar plugged up by myself and I will come up with one good riff. And that would either be, it could be the main riff, the verse, uh, courses are the hardest for anything to write. So uh, I never come up with that first. But if I come up with one good riff, I know what vibe the song needs to fill and I know what I need to build around. And that's usually, what would usually happen is I, was, I would spend a bunch of time in my room uh writing riffs uh making sure everything fits together right uh, work kind of working on the lyrics lyrics usually come a lot later for me um working on vocal melodies working on well i shouldn't work on leads yet but i can't resist playing solos so i have to and then whenever i have kind of a skeleton of a song i bring it to him mm-hmm. and we go in there and he ends up pounding something out on the drums and uh and then uh i usually do the vocals uh the lyric aspect is uh where it's hardest for me uh well i i enjoy it but it's really hard to for me anyway it's really hard to like uh, write lyrics about something without it sounding incredibly redundant which is something i'm very grateful that didn't happen on our ep it didn't right it's thrash metal you can't get too you can't stray too far from the norm i guess yeah you could but ours definitely didn't so uh um, we're about, I'm about two and a half songs into writing the next album and it sounds a lot better than the EP did. So I'm very grateful for that. Oh yeah, that's exciting. When do you guys hope to release this new album? I'm not really sure. Um, we're going to try to write as much, well, in, in this time frame, we're going to try to write as much as possible and right. hopefully try to get something by the summer since, you know, we don't really have school. Well, one plan we did have was we know that the writing and creative process does take a long time because our EP probably took about probably like a year to write. But then again, uh, we had some uh, creative differences on certain things and uh, we didn't always agree. So that definitely played a huge role in slowing down the process. But uh, we were thinking about uh, releasing a cover of a song and we're getting it recorded and released on all the platforms just just as a way of uh keeping our name out there and uh staying relevant showing people that we are still very much into this music scene and we're still very much trying to make a name for ourselves and progress as musicians right absolutely i think that that's a definitely a good course of action to take there let's go back and discuss your debut ep you know um destined for destruction was released this past january how did this release go i assume that you guys are very excited to get your work out there to the public it was it was a dream come true to say the least um uh, just it was so it was so cool getting uh we got we recorded it in like mid late September. It was it was uh maybe like September eighth, September seventh, and then we ended the recording process. I'm pretty sure like September twenty fifth, twenty twentieth. Yeah, see, uh, we had school to juggle around, and yeah. our uh, our engineer he wasn't um he wasn't always available either. That's not knocking him. He he runs a studio in Charleston where there's not a. There, you know, that's one of the 
the only ones we have. So right. and he did a great job. So um, we built, we uh, had to work around all the differences in scheduling and uh, the mixing process took a while. And uh, we, uh, we got the master and on like January 19th, January 20th, something like that. Mm-hmm. And we were like, yeah, we're like, we're tired of waiting. So we were just like, yeah, this is coming out in a week. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was so, so cool seeing our music on like, especially Spotify, because that's what I use to listen to my music. Right. Too. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sure it was. Did you find it difficult to juggle the two between school and music? Um, I think I've found a pretty good balance. Like, I take some I don't know why I took such difficult classes my senior year of high school, but I guess junior me thought it was a great idea. But um, I do spend a lot of time doing school. I spend a lot of time uh, at work. I do have a job um, to support executionists because being in a band is not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and uh, but I usually come home. I uh, get on the guitar, just beat around on it, and. Uh, come up with just a couple riffs that I can string together and again making small skeletons of sections making soft skeletons of songs themselves and uh, that uh, eventually a few days of doing this I'll probably have like a completed song as far as guitar goes still got to work on the drums and vocals and everything but the guitar is pretty much like the blueprint I guess is what you build around yeah so it's uh Juggling the two, it, it's not the worst thing I've ever had to do, but it certainly ain't the easiest, so. <laughs> there you go. Well, it, it definitely seems like you guys found a happy median for it, for sure, because you guys totally killed it with this EP. It's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Super sick. It's what were some of your favorite tracks off this EP? Uh, the hardest one to play, honestly, for me, is probably Best for Destruction. But probably my favorite was... Never any violence because um, there was just a time period because we uh, when we first started working on Never Any Violence, we were like halfway through the song and then we just like kicked it into high gear and then we just wrote that and like another song and like two weeks later. Yeah, um, out of all the songs, uh, like ever, not just for the EP, we we progressed a lot as musicians and since that. So we added a couple things, took a couple things out. Um, but the basic outline of the song remained the same. So there was a lot of cool harmony and guitar parts. And, and uh, Gallows and Asylum are uh, my two least favorite, I guess, because <laughs> um, Gallows wasn't initially a song that was going to be on the EP. Uh, the opener for the EP used to be a song we had called Locked in the Furnace. And... Okay. We played it a few times, and I was like, I'm really not feeling it. It just, it doesn't, it was a thrash metal song, and it sounded like how we wanted Executionist to sound, but there was something off about it. We could, I, I, I liked it, but then when he mentioned it, I opened my eyes a little more, and then I got what he said, and I still can't point it out. And then one day, I was like, okay, I got to write this opener. Instrumental, and the real part of Gallows is supposed to be split up into two songs, but it would be cheaper to combine them, so... That's what we did. For I haven't touched on Asylum yet, so I'll do that one next. That was one that that was a really fun one to write because uh, it was the last song we wrote. So um, you it, that song, I feel like the songwriting in general could have been better. I feel like the songwriting in general on the whole EP could have been better. 
but that's just me looking back. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. But um, since Asylum was the last song we we wrote, right. um, that was the one that captured our I wouldn't say our prime, but our prime at the time of writing, mm-hmm. because you know we had gotten better as musicians, and since it was the last mm-hmm. song we wrote, it got the very best of us. That middle section. The, the the clean section with the uh, harmonizing solos over it. Yep. That was very much a Metallica worship piece, like the uh, piece in the middle of Master of Puppets. I thought that that was always probably my favorite part of that whole song. So I was like, we kind of need to do something like that, but I kind of don't want to sound like I'm ripping off Metallica, you know, right. like Godfathers of Flash. Right. And I think, I think I, I think it was a happy medium. I think it could have been better like everything else on the EP, but it's always going to be, our album could go platinum and uh, I would still have a very special place in my heart for our EP because that is where it all began. Yeah, absolutely. You, you gotta love whatever work you put out there because, you know, music isn't easy. It's countless hours of blood, sweat, and tears. So either way, you gotta love what you put out there because that's that's unique to you, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Definitely so important. Is. I know that you said the songwriting is a little bit different with this new album. How does it differ compared to your EP? Okay. Um, I'd say it's more, um, more full. It's hard to explain, but it feels more full and more powerful. Um, so far, what I'm working on is a lot uh, thrashier, and it's, excuse me, it's, be- it's composed better. The riffs are less, uh, I don't want to say generic, but that's the only word I can think of, but they're more original in that sense. The solos and all that are miles better than anything on the EP. Um, The lyrics are a lot cooler so far. And uh, we're planning for the album to be nine, ten songs, something like that. Definitely a ramp up in how many we need to write. Yeah. I will say one of the songs we want, we're putting on the album as of now is uh i'm sure you're aware of the newer thrash bands like uh, municipal waste and even ex mortis at some point mm-hmm. where they um they just sing thrash metal about thrash metal yeah. about um right. you know exodus did it for the, with the toxic waltz back in 89 yep. so it's been around for a while but it's more so prevalent today with the more modern bands but we decided we are going to drop Every single song we've ever written is um, serious. It's not supposed to be a joke song. There's nothing against them joke songs because I like a lot of them. But all of our music has been serious. It is serious topics, and it's meant to be kind of no-nonsense. But we thought it would be fun this one time to make one song that we can have fun making and not be incredibly serious about. Just, uh, Just be a joke song, you know, just about thrashing around and uh moshing and uh you know just creating havoc you know i think that's gonna be a really fun one to do yeah i mean it sounds like it i love it you know one thing that i really loved about the cp that you guys just released was its lyrical content i mean it really did seem like you guys put together and created this executionist character so it, it really seemed like it followed in that character's timeline, you know, which I thought was super cool. But what would you say was the main inspiration behind the lyrics of, you know, Destined for Destruction? All right. Destined for Destruction. 
that was a song well if i would have written it uh more recently i could have said that it was about you know what's the world falling apart (laughs) but i we wrote it back in 20 like early like like early to mid 2019 something like that oh wow and um it was back before everything broke loose. <laughs> so um, the inspiration behind that one was um, just, I've always loved, uh, like, the uh, I don't want to say I love the thought of the apocalypse because that sounds like I'm wanting the world to end. Yeah. But I've always loved the, uh, the end is near kind of things. Like, I grew up playing the zombie video games. And yep. I uh, the movie 2012, whenever everything goes bad like that volcano erupts and everything that was always very cool to me and well the the uh, the figure on our ep cover is supposed to be a plague doctor whom we have named a uh, scourge because so we thought that would be a fun uh mascot to have because yeah. you know megadeth's got vic rattlehead iron maiden's got eddie um that whole deal so that's kind of our mascot at the moment is the plague doctor because I've always thought that history is one of my favorite subjects. And um, I learned about the bubonic plague. So I was like, what if we wrote a song about the world going crazy and the plague coming back? And I don't want to say that I predicted the COVID-19 outbreak. but (laughs) (laughs) So that's where that one really came from. I guess we could just like, I mean, anybody could look at that song and think, it was, oh, it's about COVID since you know the release date of the album, but it was it was written like like I said, like twenty nineteen. Yeah, like mid something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Worked on this one song. When, yeah. Uh, it was called. Well, I'm, I'm not gonna say the name because we might still use it. It's pretty simple, but we worked on it. It was the first song we've written, but we didn't do anything with it, and we scrapped it, and we wrote. Uh, we wrote Destined right after, like, it was like a week after, and then we started the process on Destined. Am I right? I don't even remember. I just, I feel like Destined has just always been there. <laughs> yeah. It's a really fun song to play and record. Honestly, all of your songs seem like they would be really fun to play or record. I really got into it when I was listening to it. We appreciate that. It means a lot. If you guys were not making music, what would you say would be the career field that you would go into? I'm going to let you go first because I actually have to make this decision. I need to think about it. <laughs> I haven't thought too much into it. I mean, I'm in eighth grade. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. I haven't thought too much into it. If I'd choose anything, it'd be something in the medical field to follow my sister. Yeah. Or, you know, I know the importance of college and everything, good grades, and maybe something like that. I'll just, it'll just come along eventually. Right. Yeah, you, you guys are still young yet. You do not need to make this decision for a while yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, um, I have to declare my major in a couple months, I think. But yeah. I think I'm going, as of right now, I'm going for nursing. Not because I feel like that is what I would have the most fun in and enjoy the most, per se. but I, uh, of course, I hate to sound like this, but money is the most important thing. So, and our sister, uh, she, our older sister, she is a nurse and she takes travel jobs and she showed me one of her, um, 
paychecks one time after working like two or three days a week. Two or three days. Two three days a week, and I was like, it it was after a week. It was a week's worth of paycheck. Yeah. And I was like, that. I mean, that my decision was made for me. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) so, and uh, I've also thrown around the idea of being a physician assistant, a nurse practitioner, a I think it's a CRNA uh, or a CNRA, what, something like that. I don't know. But that is very, very good money. And uh, But ultimate dream is that uh, some label sees us and like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to pay these guys to just make music. Yeah. <laughs> it's far-fetched, sure, but I ain't going to stop trying. I mean, yeah. If you if you don't stop trying, something's bound to happen at least some point on your journey. Exactly. Yeah. What is one band or song even that you can turn on no matter what mood you're in? I'd play Cannibal Corpse no matter what mood I'm in. Also, Invicta. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite Cannibal Corpse song? It's really hard, actually. I'd, I'd probably have to say um, uh, probably the newest single. Or uh, probably, uh, dang man, dang. Code <laughs> uh, of the Slashers is very good, but I'd probably have to say Five Miles to the Neck. Nice. Of course, hype. Yeah, oh. my personal favorite is uh, Make Them Suffer. It's a very good one. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I had to pick. Okay, I love death metal. I love thrash metal. I love metal. Yeah. But, um, you know, as far as metal bands go. One of the only ones I can list, well, I'll list some of the ones that I can listen to no matter what is like, would be like Invicta, which is a smaller band from Canada who we owe a, we owe a huge deal of inspiration to. And uh, their singer, uh, guitarist, uh, Kyla DC played a huge role in uh, motivating and inspiring me specifically to write better music. So I owe, we owe a lot to them. And um, other metal bands would be like, uh, of course, Slayer, (laughs) Um, Creator, I like Creator a lot, Exodus, Testament, uh, Warbringer, Death, (laughs) Deicide, Amonomarch, but those those artists are, uh, sometimes I have to be in a certain mood to listen to them, but believe it or not, uh, one of the artists I can listen to, no matter what my mood is, is Billy Joel. Really? I love Billy Joel. I mean, The Stranger is one of my favorite songs ever written. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And Prince, believe it or not, is the reason why I even started making music. Yeah. I saw the movie Purple Rain. I listened to the album. I was like, that is the coolest thing that I've ever heard in my life. So I picked up guitar that day, and I just haven't looked back since. So, yeah, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. I love Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we've all we've always grown up in a house where there was music playing. Um, so you know, mom introduced us early to uh, classics. Like my favorite guitar player of all time was Randy Rhodes. Yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. He is my favorite of all time, and she introduced us to Ozzy and. Uh, Metallica and then from uh, like all Black Sabbath all that kind of thing and from there we started to branch out and discover all these other bands that she's not so big on but (laughs) she even introduced us to the stuff that 
it's not rock or metal. Like, uh, she introduced us to uh, Outcast and uh, <laughs> Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, sometimes metal isn't the only thing you want to listen to. And sometimes you need to take a little bit and uh, listen to something that's a bit easier on the ears, I guess. But I'm never going to stop making metal music. And that's, that's, that's my passion. I love writing music. I love playing music. So. Absolutely. And you know, one of my favorite thing about talking to all these metal bands is that it's becoming very common to see a lot of metal fans as a general whole have a very eclectic music taste, you know, because it's all inspired from many different roots. Some metal artists are inspired by country artists, you know, like it, it can happen anywhere, you know. It's, it's kind of crazy, though. I love it. I love every second of it. <laughs> what is some advice you guys would like to pass down to upcoming members trying to make a way in the music industry? Seriously, um, if you're going to write music, what, what I usually do for writing music, I'd, like, put on a favorite band or something, like, something to listen to and just think. You can write, think of what you're going to write, and once you make up that decision, you go for it. You write, find people to help. Once you write, you go through full force and you make it. Yep, absolutely. The advice that I would give, first and foremost, is make sure you have some sort of, uh, like, consistent supply, consistent uh I guess supply, I don't know what other word I do, of money, because money is very, very important in the music industry. You're not going to be able to get your music out. You're not going to be able to get it recorded. You're not going to be able to get the proper equipment to even write. Of course, money is a big one. But, well, I'll be honest. I enjoy, I say I enjoy writing music, but in the moment, I, I, I kind of loathe every second of it <laughs> because I'll have, I'll have really good ideas and I just can't, I can't make it work. So, so I guess, <laughs> so what you'll do, what I, what I say is make sure in everything that you write, whether it be metal, whether it be a rock song, whether it be pop, whether it be even country, I don't even like country, <laughs> but um, whatever you are writing, make sure in every note you put your heart into it because then it will mean more whenever it's out. And I mean, that's the perfect way to tell the world about yourself whenever you are not big enough to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh, and if you um, genuinely like the music that you're writing and want to actually do it and you put your heart out into it, you'll get recognition. Yep. Whether it be from a record label or like some close friend, you'll get recognition from it, no matter what. And uh, above all, uh, never give up. I mean, see, West Virginia is not a very big market at all for metal music uh we've never even played a live show nobody will have us they either a don't want metal bands or b don't want punk teenagers <laughs> coming into their dive bar yeah. probably more so the second one than the first but so you can't you can't give up because you can make a market for it right and in places like california where the market is huge you cannot give up so you can make your impact on that market right yeah, I, I completely Just agree with you guys. Never give up. I mean, that's the big thing is not giving up on it. 
Well, as we're coming to a close to our time here, would you guys like to take a second and let our listeners know where they can listen to your music? Um, it is available on our Bandcamp website. Uh, just executionist, relatively simple to find. It's on iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Deezer, uh, and it's on our YouTube channel as well. It's probably on just about every streaming service at this point. Right. That's awesome. I'm so excited for you guys. And I'm excited to hear your new music exactly. coming. Yeah. I, I'm sure it'll crush it just like the EP did. Hopefully we can offer some crushing production to go along with these crushing riffs that we have in store for everybody. That's awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear it. That'll be awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, guys, I just want to thank you again for coming on, you know, backstage with the sound chick. Uh, I enjoyed learning more about you guys and the music you make, and I wish you well on all of your future endeavors. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We've actually never done an interview before, so it was really cool. As always, made a shout out to the listeners of this podcast. Brett and Tristan Nash totally knocks it out of the park with their debut EP, Destined for Destruction. So make sure you go and check that out in your spare time. My personal favorite tracks off the CP are The Gallows and Infernal Asylum, but every song totally knocks it out of the park. Plus, you get to follow in the storyline of a plague doctor. How cool is that? Trust me, if you're into thrash music, you are totally going to enjoy Destined for Destruction, so make sure you go and check it out. To stay up to date on my music reviews or artist interviews, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at RealSoundChick, or go to my website at www.thesound-chick.com. Again, that's follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RealSoundChick, or go to my website at www.thesound-chick.com. I appreciate y'all's continual support, and I look forward to having you on the next broadcast. As always, rock on, my dudes! The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by the interview subject belong solely to themselves and not necessarily the sound chick or its sponsors. We thank you for tuning in and look forward to seeing you on the next broadcast.